Hi, guys, and welcome to the Vote Blue for Biden podcast. I'm Harmony Ramsden, the podcast founder and host today. Hi, I'm Owen Bland. I'm also here. Hi, I'm Megan Dutton. I run the social media, and I'll be a co-host today. And hi, I'm Paul Winfield, and I'm also a co-host. So today we're going to be looking at different ads from Trump and Biden and comparing them based on facts, based on what they're talking about, based on sources that they have. So first we're going to be watching an ad called um, Biden Stands Up for China, and this is by Trump. I'm ready to go. This is a crisis. This is no time for Donald Trump's record of hysterical xenophobia. Biden's son inked a billion-dollar deal with a subsidiary of the Bank of China. China is going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. They're not bad folks, folks. Since the outbreak, the Communist Party has been mobilizing overseas organizations to buy local supplies and send them to China. It is in our self-interest that China continue to prosper. What a beautiful history we wrote together. Banning all travel will not stop it. The president is right. That travel restriction on China, as every public health official we've talked to said, bought the country time. That was a very smart move right there. Hysterical xenophobia. Germans. Xenophobia. I complimented him on, uh, on dealing with China. I'm not going nuts. Okay, so that was that video. So I think one of my initial reactions is just, I think it's really funny, the parts where he points out Biden calling Trump a xenophobic, which is completely accurate, considering that he hates immigrants, he hates people from the southern border. And I just thought that was interesting that he pointed that out, even though it's kind of attacking himself. And also... Yeah, and just pointing out Biden's good relations with China when he was a vice president, which isn't a bad thing, considering that if you're in the Oval Office, you should have good international relations skills. Indeed. Yeah, and one of the big things with him saying, you know, xenophobia, what he's really trying to do there, at least my opinion, Trump's attacks on China have mostly not been focused on, you know, the Chinese Communist Party, but on the Chinese people in general. You have to distinguish between the two, which I really think Biden is good at doing, unlike um, our current president. And can I just add one point? It is just hilarious how Trump can put together and edit edit, edit this advertisement. And the majority of the people that they're claiming are some top, some high level Chinese official, literally, these are just. One's the ambassador, an ambassador, and the other one is the governor of Washington, former governor of Washington. And and they're acting like he's the former Chinese president or something like that. And it really is misleading, to say the least. Um, And I think that we need to have election laws so that that people can't put together non-factual, blatantly non-factual edits and such and uh, to add on that point how are you trying to call how are you trying to make the argument that you are not a xenophobe when you called it the chinese virus which is not called that um and praise the chinese for months 
up until it really got bad and up until it wasn't good for your for your political interests. Now you are just now trying to start saying that you're hard on China, which is completely not true. And the only thing that shows is how ignorant Trump thinks his supporters are. Yeah, so he's praising China until it's bad for his political career to do so. He's coming, he's attacking China until it's bad for his political career to do so. He's just manipulating people. He's manipulating these videos. He's manipulating people to try to convince people to elect him, even though his campaign is completely unfacts based. Indeed. And you have to look at what U.S.'s history with China has been. China's expansion of power until Trump took office has been fairly limited, yet their sphere of influence since Trump has been elected has been able to explode. And honestly, Biden, yes, he talked with the Chinese government, and yes, he dealt with them. On the other hand, he did not allow China to sweep into large tracts of Europe and militarize bases around the Indian Ocean. That was not what Biden did. That's what Trump did. So really, Trump has been one of the least aggressive presidents toward China. Sure, he'll do the show of trade war. In fact, this has only helped China's economy grow. The tone of is Trump, Biden's soft on China. Trump is hard on China. Trump has been a blessing for Xi Jinping and China. Honestly, it's... It's the exact opposite of roles here, really. Yeah, and it's, it's just, I, I find it a bit laughable, to say the least, to say the least, um, that, you know, Trump was harder on China than the Obama-Biden administration, because it's simply not true. The only thing Trump did when he started that trade war was hurt American farmers, American workers, and it especially affected the the biggest voter, the most important voter demographic, demographic when it comes to this election, November 3rd, is the hardworking, middle-class auto workers from Michigan and Detroit, Detroit, Michigan, mainly from Michigan and the Rust Belt especially. So, it, I mean, if this is his plan to get reelected, it's just laughable. And we're already seeing the crack showing in Trump's camp. He is, Biden is right now surging in polls, not just in swing states. He's, he's surging in polls in what would be considered leaning, leaning Republican states like North Carolina and Arizona. Both used to be very heavy Republican states. Both states went to Trump, and now Biden is leading in both of those states. And um, a new report came out today. I can't remember by who. Trump was so upset at his campaign manager, he almost fired and sued him after the campaign manager gave him accurate poll numbers that showed that he was losing in a landslide. So I just want to add that. Yeah, I mean, he's really a sore loser, essentially. He's just trying to play an unfair game. I also thought it was interesting he said 
that we need to make politics fair, yet he's the one, like he said, we shouldn't have election corruption because he was saying, oh, Biden's working with China to try to lean the election his way, even though theirs has been facts that have proven that Russia was working with him in the 2016 election. Yes, and well, Russia wasn't directly working with him, we can agree that Trump was assumed by Russia that he would be beneficial towards them. This has been proven by the expansion of Russia's sphere of influence. Same with China. China, they haven't directly aided Trump, and yet really, Xi Jinping, he's really been anything of saying Trump was hard on him. Their first meeting afterward, most beautiful letters they've sent each other, okay? In other words, he's basically the little wax man who they can easily just mold into whatever they want. So, no, it's it's not going to be this in here, China. No, he, it's not what he does. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to move on to the second video. So this is Biden's attack ad against Trump about talking about how he's unprepared about the coronavirus response, and it's titled Unprepared. He failed to act. So now Trump and his allies are launching negative attacks against Joe Biden to hide the truth. Here are the facts. Joe Biden warned the nation in January that Trump had left us unprepared for a pandemic. Then Biden told Trump he should insist on having American health experts on the ground in China. I would be on the phone with China and making it clear. We are going to need to be in your country. You have to be open. You have to be clear. We have to know what's going on. But Trump rolled over for the Chinese. He took their word for it. The president tweeted, China has been working very hard to contain the coronavirus. The United States greatly appreciates their efforts and transparency. China, I spoke with President Xi, and they're working very, very hard. And I think it's going to all work out fine. Trump praised the Chinese 15 times in January and February as the coronavirus spread across the world. It's a tough situation. I think they're doing a very good job. I think that China will do a very good job. Trump never got a CDC team on the ground in China. And the travel ban he brags about? Trump let in 40,000 travelers from China into America after he signed it. Not exactly airtight. Look around. 22 million Americans are out of work. And we have more officially reported cases and deaths than any other country. Donald Trump left this country unprepared and unprotected for the worst public health and economic crisis in our lifetime. And now we are paying the price. All the negative ads in the world can't change the truth. Okay, so I think, first off, I think we can all agree that that was a lot more facts-based than Trump's attack ad. I mean, you can see he pulled up articles, he pulled up statistics, he was showing how he's defended, he's been defending the rights of people and trying to prevent a coronavirus spread since January. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um, I, I, I agree 100% to that point. Um, yeah, it was much more facts-based. It was obvious that, um, well, for one thing, they were actual images with Trump and actual Chinese officials. That's 
and it it had complete facts and it was completely transparent it was not trying to manipulate the truth it was not using false statistics it was not taking his words out of context either so uh, megan i think you want to add something I also think that it used a lot less of like fear rhetoric, like using words like xenophobe or like racist. It was a lot more like less trigger words and a lot more factual words that are a little bit less emotional, but still bring around the same result, which I think shows that he has a better basis of facts rather than just pulling random clips from random videos to try and make it seem like Joe Biden is conspiring with the Chinese. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Biden's suggestion that have a ground team on ch in China. Now, Trump has been very confident that China is doing well, and while the numbers have gone down, you have to remember, Chinese document 9, it's an internal document that sleeps in China, which basically one of the points they were trying to get, they want to expunge from China, one of the ideas was Western human rights was one of those things that was weakening China. So when you're in the middle of a health pandemic and a government openly is against human rights, you might want to have people there to, you know, keep an eye on what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obvious. Um, I, you know, by the, the Obama-Biden administration had a pen and this rolled over from Bush and it was reinforced under Obama. It we they had infrastructure in place. They had American CDC officials stationed in China for this exact reason. You know what Trump did? He got rid of the tax. He got rid of the Obama Biden Bush task force. On top of that, he pulled out almost every CDC official from China and continues to praise China for having full transparency. And the only reason why he said that was because he didn't want his precious um, uh, deal to be broken. And really, when you even look closer, when you put a magnifying glass on that, it's obvious that that did not do much. These farmers and these auto industry workers have already suffered enough and Trump is only making the situation worse. He's making it worse for Americans and the only reason why he's doing this is to increase his political gain. I totally agree and I mean we've seen in the past few weeks how much small businesses have been getting losses from this coronavirus response that Trump has had, how he's been leaving it just to the states and not providing them with masks, not providing them with supplies, not providing them with workers, just letting them be on their own and then blaming them for his, his anti-response to the coronavirus response and how he's just been doing negative work for the country during it. I mean, his failure and incompetence just just oozes on this entire situation. You know, before these daily briefings where he gave out wrong facts, told people to take this, this untested drug, the CDC was having actual factual, correct, and to-the-point press briefings. Trump stopped that 
so that everyone be tuned into his. Since then, he has promoted an untested drug. He has encouraged people to inject themselves with UV rays and hand sanitizer. So I and I wouldn't take any advice. I, I don't trust our president right now. And every time, it's like every time I flip on the TV, it, it's like I always get more anxious and worried. And that was like the polar opposite what I thought when Obama was on TV where he his plan was always to calm people down, especially present during the Ebola epidemic um, in West Africa. And I mean, I understand it's really hard to compare the Ebola epidemic to our current pandemic with COVID-19, but also considering the fact that Obama never like took away funding from the WHO and actually helped the CDC and, you know, responded to the pandemic or to Ebola in a proper way with facts. It's amazing how you can just compare those two different presidencies and say how there's a I mean, Obama never promoted spraying people with bleach with Ebola because that isn't how a disease works. You can't just spray a person with bleach. So. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot and, of people saying. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead, Paul. Oh, you can continue. All right. So, and. I'm sure I'm hearing a lot of people like Ben Shapiro saying, well, they're making this up that we aren't doing great because, you know, per capita, we're doing okay. And our health system is still standing, hasn't collapsed. Yet we are still not in a good place. It's not that the Trump response has been successful and we're succeeding because of it. We're holding on despite it, not because of it. I think that's a point we want to point out that it's not helping. Yeah, I, w- I want to add this. Um, it's very interesting how minority communities are being affected by this virus, especially. Um, you know, African Americans take up roughly about 30% of infections, yet we are the well overwhelming majority of deaths. Um, in the country when you look at it statistically. So it, it's very saddening. It's sad, saddening what's happening. And a part of that is the institutional uh, racism inside of our healthcare system that is just now being brought to the forefront, especially during a pandemic. And I want to add something about the WHO and Trump cutting cutting funding for that. The WHO does so much more. It does so much more than than just pandemics. They do vaccines. They do humanity humanitarian outreach, especially in Africa. So by cutting funding. It could be very disastrous for the world, for the world's health. So I think it's very irresponsible 
Because the first thing that comes to mind, of course, during the middle of a pandemic is to cut funding for the World Health Organization, because that makes sense. Wouldn't it make more sense to have an investigation of the WHO? Because, yes, there is stuff wrong, and they do need to be checked, but this is not the time. This is not the time we have lives on the line, lives, people's lives, not just for the United States, but for the world. And that's just something I wanted to say. Yep, and speaking of bad timing, another one of Trump's ideas to repeal Obama-Biden laws is, oh, here's an idea. We're in the middle of a health pandemic. What can I do? Oh, that law saying that doctors can't refuse patients because they're transgender? What if we just, you know, get rid of that? Which is what they're trying to do right now. Yeah, Trump yeah, is using the coronavirus for his own political gain and to try to push his ideals upon people. He's completely disregarding the facts of this actual situation and just manipulating it for his own gain. And I just, I don't think that Trump knows what's going on. I'm sure it's very easy for Trump to sit there, watch Fox News all day while he gets his lunch. Well, actually, a report came out that he doesn't even eat lunch now. He's so busy. So I want to add that. Well, we have to give credit when credit's due. But uh, while he's so busy skipping his lunch every day, there are families, not just in um, the uh, our country, but around the world, who cannot put food on their table. And those stimulus checks, they need more of them. And these small businesses, like movies, small movie theaters, and, and not just movie theaters, think of all it takes to run a professional play. These plays, and I'm in an orchestra, I play cello. My orchestra is trying to get SBA loans because they literally cannot keep their head above water. They get their money from concerts, and when the largest concert season and the largest play and the largest movie seasons are completely gone, that could be crippling for all three of those industries. And we also don't know, are people going to make the decision to go to the movies now, or are they, or are they just going to wait a few months for it to be on Netflix or just rent the movie? You know, are, is American life going to be the same? Or something like normal when we get out of this years from now. This this pandemic will shape the way that the that the 2020s are for the next decade. And this is the most important year of the, the next 10 years. We have a census, a presidential election, and a pandemic. So I just think that we need strong and steady leadership and that's something that we are severely lacking right now indeed and as he's talking about things he doesn't want to have in those stimulus bills he is keeps saying he does not want any funding for the post office now this is because he has long been advocating to privatize the post office but um the post office is a constitutionally protected service it the Constitution goes more in depth how the post office should be run than the Supreme Court should be run. The post office is a fundamental part of our government, and at this time, 
is extremely important, as it is still the number one shipper in the country. They move the most packages than anyone else, not even Amazon. So at this point, refusing to pay them, and already when they are on shaky financial ground, is what we call a dumb move. And also, I think I think that the GLP always likes to make the argument that they are always better for veterans. The post office is the number one, number one employer of veterans. It has been since the Civil War. And when you take away such an institution, where are all those workers going to go? Where are they going to go? Some Yes, some of them will be able to go to UPS and FedEx. But a lot of them will be will, will have to go home and not have a job because this is the job they've been doing since they've been out. Since they've been out and it gives them health care. This is, you know, I, I don't think people fully realize the importance of the Postal Service. And I think he's, do, again, doing this for his political gain. He likes to use veterans and veteran affairs for the moral high ground. But yet when it could be causing him the election, of course he wants to cut funding for the number one employer of veterans. And the only thing and the only way that I think that we'll be able to vote in November, assuming if we have another spike in cases, I think this is the only way we'll, we will be able to vote. Privatizing the post office is not the right thing to do. Yeah, and I mean, you have to consider that we've had so many people in unemployment already, and shutting down the post office is just increasing that. And I also just wanted to bring up like more about the small business thing. So like the stimulus package, the first one, the Republicans were saying, oh my gosh, this is too much. This is going to help people too much. It's too much government intervention. But so much of it went to large businesses instead of even benefiting any small businesses. So one of the examples was like Ruth Chris's steakhouse got $20 million in stimulus, even though it's a nationwide chain. And then they gave it back because they realized the, they took the moral high ground and they realized that they had to help small businesses. But so many GOP lawmakers are not realizing that. Indeed. And with the new stimulus check, the way they're trying to distribute the money through the banks is inherently not good because the bank unlike the government is a private business they do what helps them and so that's just flawed logic and really trump's way of saying i will sign this bill so i don't look like a terrible person but you know i'm just gonna not do it and just have the banks do it so that way i can circumvent what you want to do that i disagree with Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think um, one of the other things I was going to bring up is, so today is the 3rd of May, and it's exactly six months from the election day. So this is a really important day for everyone to think about that. And we're realizing how far we've gone on this journey so far and how much we have left. So, Paul, I think you were going to talk about the Gojo Twitter blackout, if you want to talk about that for a second. Yeah, so um, today is National Trump Twitter Blackout. Um, so instead of focusing on Trump and the outlandish things he tweets and promotes, uh, today we're going to be focusing on Gojo, hash, 
Joe Biden and reasons why people are voting for Joe. You know, exactly six months to the election, the most important election probably in American history is coming up in six months. And I think it is really good that we're choosing facts over fiction, facts over fiction and, um, and, and hope over fear because the negativity that, that comes from Trump and it is just crazy. And we would never expect someone like, I'll even put Bush in this. We never expect Obama or Bush or even Clinton, and we go that far back, to, to tweet something so out, tweet things that are so outlandish and so idiotic and, and childish. So I just, I'm glad that um, today we're reflecting on Joe and the way Joe's can win. So just remember that it's National Trump Twitter Blackout Day. Yeah. And with that, we're going to close out this episode. So thank you to everyone who listened and we hope you tune into our next one. Thank you guys so much and have a great rest of your day.